Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Tonight, we will continue to discuss the characters, drama, and matches that Lucha Underground has to offer. Tonight, joining me are the two most out-of-pocket human beings I know, <laughs> including the most out-of-pocket human being I know, and that's Sean Kidd. How are you doing, Sean? The most out-of-pocket human being you know. Well, it, Logan, it is a pleasure to be here tonight, uh, talking about episodes five and six. Uh, enjoyed the pod with uh, Jenny and Jake. I thought it was really, really good. Um and it was really great to discover that I've been uh, pronouncing Cueto's name the wrong whole time. So really great. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice on the last episode. No, you were right very, up there very, with his arachnid man. Very, very nice about it. And I appreciate Jenny just throwing it out there and calling it out and calling me a dumbass. So that was really good. Very well, good. Well, she was more just checking for her like uh, benefits. So she didn't say the wrong thing. I it's guess. okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate the call out. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> And his out-of-pocket son, and that is Scott Shivlet. How are you doing, Scott? Logan, glad to be here. I do have a bone to pick with you, though. Okay. How did me and Sean get these crappy matches while Jake and Jenny got a banger of a match <laughs> in each episode? And, and by the way, at the end of this pod, they're going to have an even better match when they do their next show, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so I get I get stuck with Pimparella and son of havoc matches and they get like <laughs> pentagon and phoenix matches like uh, do i have to grease some palms so we can swap these rotations around like what's going on shift well, is load before logan even gets a chance to talk about the goddamn episodes <laughs> well um due to mr sean's uh difficult schedule he, you had to be on the first episode so now you have to be on the third so it's just how it worked out okay well i'm, I'm hoping for some better matches this time around because like i was listening to the pod and watching the matches i was like this is like a four-star match right here. Best I got is two and a half in mine. That's mm. not true. I got like a three. But point proven. <laughs> I have to deal with Son of Havoc, little lumberjack midget, uh, <laughs> wrestling all the time. Well, you do get you do get a little bit of uh, Pentagon at Phoenix, so uh, there is that. But tonight we'll be to, we will be discussing the November twenty-sixth and December third. Uh, 2014 episodes number five and six but before we jump into tonight's episodes uh scott uh what did you think uh you kind of gave some thoughts about it what did you think of this uh episodes we discussed last time with jenny and jake they got me hooked like you know i messaged you and i was like this pentagon phoenix match is awesome and you know spoiler alert i wasn't really familiar with pentagon and phoenix except for where i knew they were an impact 
where I think Pentagon was the world champ. Jake, you'll get to that in 2038. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know they were familiar in AEW because their uh, cage match, which they had with the Young Bucks, is like, you know, I don't, I would have to sit down and really think of it, but it's like one of my top five matches of all time. Like, I remember watching it and just being blown away at how great that match was. So, like, they hooked me when they showed up. I was like, I'm fans of them because, you know, uh, Johnny, Johnny Cook just isn't doing it for me. So, Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, Sean, what did you think of the previous episodes? Uh, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, my son and I agree. Uh, it, it's interesting. The dynamics have changed for me in terms of the shift around who I like and who I don't. So for me, I almost feel like Phoenix, based on what I've seen so far out of him, I actually prefer him over Puma. And I am also with Schiff along the lines of, you know, Johnny Mundo, eh. You know, I was kind of like on the last step, like Jenny was kind of talking about the stories and the mass wrestlers and just kind of meh and Johnny. I'm kind of there. I agree with her after watching the last uh, the last two episodes before this one. So I think we're all on the same page at this point. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody seemed to have mostly the same opinions. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, of course, uh, we've shit upon him for uh, unnecessarily, of course, for uh, not liking the first episode. But everybody has their opinions, and it's okay. And uh, you've come around, apparently, so uh, that's good to hear. Um, but yeah, hey, Logan, think- one thing that's really interesting, though, for me, too, is, you know, I've watched Pentagon and Phoenix in Impact. I've watched them in AEW, right? They were, you know, big parts of them in recent years. And I always looked at Pentagon as being like the main guy between the two of them, because Pentagon obviously is impact world champion. Right. So I always looked at him as the star of that team. And it's very interesting to me that Phoenix is a big, huge standout amongst the two of them. It's totally changed my perception of him, of what I know about him. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they'll they'll continue to be a huge uh, driving force for the uh, product going forward, the whole promotion and everything. So um, this is kind of where Pentagon kind of comes into his own. So um, he will uh, definitely grow. Um, and become much, much better throughout the rest of the run. But yeah, Phoenix is awesome, uh, and he'll be awesome throughout pretty much our whole our whole run here. So, um, but yeah, I'm glad that y'all enjoyed those episodes. Glad it kind of got you hooked, uh, Scott. But um, we'll dive straight into episode five. Um, we open with a package of laugh- last week's conversation between Dario and Drago. Um, and his match with Cuerno that he had. We got a little bit of Chavo's treachery again. Uh, Mundo and Puma's issue with Big Rick and the crew. Um, we then get a view of the city and head into Dario's office. Conan is there and says Puma wanted to come pay Dario a visit. And he said he's lucky or lucky for Dario. He held him back uh, because Puma wanted to crack his skull. Uh, Dario says he guesses he should thank him. Also, he said he doesn't control the crew. That's Big Rick's doing. Uh, Conan asked for a match between Big Rick and Puma, but it can't just be any type of match. It will be a Boyle Heights street fight. And Dario agrees, and Conan actually steals Dario's drink that he actually offered him at first, but uh, didn't accept, but then he ends up stealing uh, the one that he made anyways. Um, And then obviously we get welcomed into the temple by our house band and uh, Vampiro and Stryker before our first match. But before we get to that, Sean, what did you think of uh, the opening package and then the little conversation between Conan and Dario? Man, I I love, like, for me, I like if you do the recaps because, you know, for me, it's like, if I watch two episodes, it might be some like time before I watch them again. So the recaps are really helpful. Um, I think it's really great storytelling, kind of that soapy reality vibe uh, combined. Um, I'm fully vested. And um, I just think it's the stories have just been really kind of very cohesive since episode one. Um, I love the opening uh, with Cueto, not Cuerto, 
<laughs> I almost want to say Kawado at this point, but um, Cueto and Conan. And Conan, I really like that he's still playing that line and he's still like giving that perception that he's looking out for Puma. Um, yeah, the band is cool. Um, you know, the one thing about commentary, and not this will be a running theme, is I hate the commentary, but Stryker um, <laughs> totally overcompensates. Like he says multiple times, like when Muertes comes out for this next match. It gets cold when Muertes comes out. It's like, okay, dude, I get it. He just overcompensates and over like emphasizes his shit. And that's one of the things where I really, really hate him. But overall, a really good like start. A lot happens just to like get you ready for the first match. I thought it was pretty good. So yeah, he he gives too many details at certain points. Yeah. Which, which usually isn't a bad thing, but it's uh in this in this case, uh, but he does it, it and sounds be. very marky, like he's mm-hmm. trying to sound like he knows what the fuck he's talking about, and it drives yeah. me nuts. And so. it comes off very forced a lot of the time. Yes, too, so. exactly. Um, but uh Scott, what do you think of the opening package and the uh, conversation between Dario and Conan? Too much Chavo, but you know, <laughs> it's what I have to deal with. Um, the Conan part, I took it when he, when Dario offered him a uh, the drink, he might have thought it was poison in it. So that's why I didn't think he took it until like that's why he took Dario's at the end when Dario just threw it away. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the way I took it. Um, you know, Conan catches shit, but I really enjoy him with this like he's mm-hmm. like this is his wheelhouse man he's yeah good. i mean yeah. if it's like picture perfect casting for this as like the grizzled like old bet who knows how shit is done so like you know and he's from the streets as as he claims so i i, I really i really enjoyed it give me more conan is something i never thought i'd say in 2023 we, we didn't get a great uh conan line like on point like a decimal like we, we got in the last episode but uh yeah he's very good in this role i like him as kind of the uh you know, he's kind of he's kind of seems like a kind of a gang leader. Like he's you know he ha- he knows the streets and he knows all about what's going on around everything. So I kind of like uh, him in that role for sure. Um, he definitely fits in. Um, but our first match, uh, as discussed, is uh, Mil Muertes versus Drago. Uh, Drago, this was kind of uh, punishment, I think, for uh, embarrassing Cuerno the previous week um, by Dario. But uh, Mill jumps Drago at the bell and immediately shows his power power advantage. Uh, Drago has to use his speed to evade Mill's charges and strikes. Drago hits an awesome corkscrew dive from the top rope. Uh, nasty power slam that looked uh, like it was kind of botched by Mill at one point. The crowd uh, kind of lets him know because they chant, Error, Error at him. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Mill then takes him to the outside, roughs him up, slams him into the announce table. Um, Cuerno is kind of shown uh, watching the, the match from atop uh, Dario's office i believe is where he was perched up at um mill then kind of dominates drago until he catches him with a super kick on a charge in the corner uh drago then hits an incredible tornado ddt uh drago then goes for a top rope dive uh but mill catches him with a brutal spear and then he hits the flatliner for the win and then we get the lick of death uh after Mm. the match by katrina to uh, put drago away um so uh sean what'd you think of this uh opener uh, so first off, um, I've said it in our group chat. I love Drago's mask. Like, I think he's got one of the coolest masks that are, I just love it. Um, there's also one part in the match and I don't know if you caught this, something fell on the mat that rolled and the ref picked it up. Did you guys catch that? Uh, I think I did, but I didn't make note of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to call it out because on the last episode, I guess I got called out for thinking that, uh, there were some paintings <laughs> exchanging hands, but I don't know what this was. So uh-huh. I was just cu- yeah, curious what it was. Uh, the speed versus strong is really great. I love the power versus kind of the speed thing. And you talk, brought up the power slam that 
looked just absolutely savage. And then like he just got on top of Drago and started doing mounting punches. Um, I loved like I will say this in the commentary part. One thing I liked is I said, hey, King Cuerto's out and he's watching his prey. I thought that was a really good line um, based on how he's kind of like this whole hunter gimmick with that. I think Shiffle should not have the fucking deer head that he wears when he comes to the ring. Yeah, it's um, stupid, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying yeah. it. But I, but I kind of like the watch. It's like, it's like King Cuerto is like craving the Hunter of Mexico or something. It's really bizarre. Um, <laughs> the crowd loves Drago. And then Drago's springboard DDT was awesome. Uh, that spear was awesome uh, when um, Muertes did it, when Drago jumped off. Um, I Again, Katrina licking anything is going to just totally be awesome for me, licking a mask and then... Cuerto was just watching from above, um, and then he came in a ring and nailed Drago before st- uh, stalking out. A good opener, not fantastic, not great, but it kind of furthers the storyline, I guess, between King, Cuer- King Cuerto and Drago. Gives winner taste to win. So I went two and a half. It was okay. It wasn't anything that blew me away, but two and a half for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'll, I'll, before I go to Scott, I'll just say after the match, Cuerno comes down and hits, uh, or comes down from his perch and hits kind of a, uh, I called it kind of like Chris, Chris Saban's cradle shock. He'll, mm-hmm. they'll give it a name in his, in the match later, but uh, that's basically what it is. But uh, Scott, what did you think of the match and kind of the post match attack? I enjoyed the match. I did think uh, Drago was dumb to have his back to Mortes at the start. I even put like a moron. Um, <laughs> I love how Mortes was kind of working Drago's shoulder because he started, like, dropped him on it at one point, which I thought was nice and hit a running power slam. Uh, Drago's had a sweet tornado DDT that we spoke about. Um, and I love when Drago jumped off the road and Mortez, like, hitting with a spear before mm-hmm. he hit the flatliner, and then it was over. Um, I went two and three quarters, and I liked how they're, it looks like we're continuing the King Corno and Drago um, uh, storyline as well. So mm-hmm. it, it was uh, it was very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Logan, yeah. I'm going to call out, I called him King Cuerto because my goddamn errors on my writing and my notes for the Cuerto <laughs> because of previous. Cuerno. It's Cuerno. Just to be clear, Cuerno. I, 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 All right. I appreciate it. Calling um, myself yeah. out on my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that spear was sick. If he could, if he finished him on that, that would have been fine. But obviously they're trying to put the flatliner over as his finisher. So, um, But yeah, it's good to see that that uh, rivalry is pushed forward. Uh, to maybe get another rematch with that one. Um, but yeah, I went two and a half with it as well. I thought it was a solid opener, good way to get the show started. Um, but we'll go from there to a Mundo package. It talks about how he doesn't play by anyone else's rules but his own. Uh, says he was on the edge of greatness before politics got in his way. He didn't want to kiss ass, so he took his ball Paul, his ball, and came home. I was going to say his parkour and went home. That's what I thought you were <laughs> Says as soon as he heard the concept of Lucha Underground and what it was, he was in. Says he won't stop at the edge of greatness this time. This time, he will be the greatness. Um, we then get uh, Dario congratulating Mill on his victory. Uh, Katrina then cuts uh, mm. cuts him off and says they are the they are aware of the darkness inside of Dario while uh, looking at the key that is around his necklace uh, and tells him to let the darkness out. Um, so, uh, Scott, what do you think of the Mundo package and this little uh, confrontation between Dario and Katrina? I know this was big in the area, in the era, because uh, TNA used to do this all the time where you had to drag the old, the former company you're on and throw yeah. some insider comments, which just, it gets old. Like, it, it, you know, everyone thinks it's like WW2000 with these insider comments, and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. Uh, the Dario and Katrina. <laughs> uh, thing was really interesting. Um, she actually said that he's keeping a darkness locked away, and I was like, forever. I, mean, yeah. I want, yeah, I was like, I want to know more about this. 
this was definitely like an example of a seed being uh, planted. And I'm really interested to see where this planting goes because, spoiler alert, I think it's the next episode. We actually see something more with this key. And but it's like nothing like too big. So I'm like, are they slow playing this? But like it really caught. I think this is like the most important thing that happened in the episode. Yeah, and yeah, it the, will be remembered for that. Yeah, yeah, the key has been been a big part. Uh, obviously, in the previous episode, me and Jenny and Jake talked about. Uh, obviously, Dario has something locked away in a cage. We don't know what, but that key is the key to that uh, th- that uh, prison cell cage that he has. Uh, whatever monster he has uh, growing or just being and existing in there, so. Um, yeah, this key will be a big part of uh, this first season for sure. Um, but uh, Sean, what do you think of it? Uh, yeah, I'm over Mundo already. Uh, <laughs> the, the insider, the insider comments like Schiff brought up the politics. He says he will be greatness. You're not great, Mundo. You're like a journeyman wrestler at this point in your career, and you suck. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing how old it got. I get what they're trying to do. They bring in a main guy, trying to get Puma over, but. It's like at this point, five episodes in, there's so many other character development, others that they just jump ahead of Mundo. And it really becomes like, hey, he's just the WWE guy at this point. You know what I mean? Um, I love I love the Quake, though, with Katrina and Muertes. When he walks in there, it looks like they were about to fuck um, right when he walked in. And then uh, I love that uh, she tells Quato, you can't keep darkness locked away forever. Keeping that, like Scott said, that kind of seed there of, a, you know, something big is going to come from that key. But. Um, yeah, good stuff there. The M- Mundo can just go fuck off. So, <laughs> yeah, he's almost too polished. Like everything in this is so dark, dark. And yeah, dark he's too, and he's yeah, like yeah, too flashy. Yeah. And yeah, I, I get it. I definitely understand uh, yeah. where y'all are coming from with him. Um, but uh, we'll go from there to our next match. Uh, it is Son of Havoc versus Mascarita Sagrada. Um, so uh, continuing Son of Havoc's. Uh, different uh, opponents i'll say uh that'll that'll go into our next episode as well um havoc of course makes fun of sagrada's size and then sagrada immediately makes him regret it uh evil ace is at ringside and creates problems throughout for sagrada lets havoc take over and rough him up uh sagrada nearly kills himself diving out onto evil ace uh, almost landing short and on his head he didn't quite and yes i said short on purpose um but yeah he he almost didn't make the distance um, and almost landed on his on his dome. Um, but Sagrada then chases her around, and Stryker makes a comment uh, that makes him sound like he's into little person porn. Uh, yeah, he gets really weird. turned on by him chasing Ivelisse for some reason. So, um, yeah, there's that. Um, Havoc then tries to catch him outside, but Sagrada is able to uh, get to the top rope and dive onto him. And then back in the ring, he rolls Havoc up and gets the victory. So Mascarita Sagrada wins with a roll-up once again. Um, Scott, what do you think of this one? Well, Son of Havoc, uh, they try to say that Son of Havoc and Elise are sisters brother sister at one point and then they say like they're together and i'm real confused with <laughs> what's going on with that do you know logan or do I think we they're just really good friends i don't know well yeah they said they were brother and sister and they were like sister, maybe they're having sex as well and i was like the hell am i watching um <laughs> it, but it's this little piece of person porn there's just a little bit of everything i guess yeah it's like oh this kinks for you we're not kink shaming here i'm just saying um son of havoc was fighting on his knees to start when which he really isn't that tall either it would be like a dwarf and a midget trying to have a little person off um 
Hey, Logan, what's the what's the politically correct uh, statement for what we should be calling him for uh, Scott? Little, little person. Little, little person. person. Little okay. person. Okay. Sagrada looks like when my brother dressed up as the Power Ranger for Halloween. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say uh, Sagrada was having real flashy offense, which I like, and like Havoc was doing a lot of good like power moves. Like he did like a nice military press slam, then a standing moon salt. Then some random chick showed up. Did you bring that up? I did not. Yeah, a random chick showed up and we see her in the crowd and then she just like walks away. Uh and even like like we know she's important because they pointed it out to um Vampiro pointed her out. Mm-hmm. Uh Sagrada jumps off and Havoc just like kills him with like a it felt like a t- like test hit a boot on one of the Hardy boys with with how bad it was hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he pulled up at two. And, you know, Magrata, uh, Magrata, Sagrada did a suicide dive on at least my stuff autocorrected. Um, oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Sagrada dives, does the head session, gets a win. I went two and a half. Like, sounded like a lot of stuff was going on there. This was, I think, because the show is so new, they're trying to shoehorn so many characters in here that, like, you even miss that random woman showing up in your. Uh, with you going over it. So, like, you know, if you have that, like, what what, what is the regular person gonna see if they're watching this match yeah, yeah, yeah i think i was trying to write notes and i did know that she showed up at some point throughout one of these matches but i couldn't remember which she one. shows up next episode too yeah, yeah, yeah. So. i think that's when i make note of her um i think I'll, I'll make note of her in whatever match she shows up there because uh i heard him say something but i didn't see her because i was you know writing down whatever move happened at the time um, but Sean, what'd you think of the, uh, Sagrada? Uh, match there? uh, so immediately for me, this is stupid. Um, and I put, why are we doing this? Um, I liked Havoc getting on his knees to kind of meet him with Sagrada where he was at. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Sagrada, I thought Sagrada throwing him around and rolling him up was pretty ridiculous. Uh, the announcers are so annoying shitting on Havoc cause they're all pissed off that he's beating up Sagrada and it's like a match, you idiots. Of course he's going to beat him up. I, I, their, their commentary drives me insane. This whole entire show. Um, I love Havoc beating them up. And then uh, I also made a note about the uh, the gorgeous woman coming out from the ceiling. Um, maybe she'll dance atop the uh, the arena at some point for us, like uh, another uh, EC, like they did it, like a Kimono Wanalea. Maybe she's, is she the Kimono Wanalea of uh, Lucha Underground, Logan? I don't think anyone ever dances atop the tent. So okay, anyway. Um, Sagrada <laughs> almost ate shit on his dive on a, uh, uh, Ivelisse. And then, um, yeah, again, the roll up is stupid. A match wasn't bad, but unless they're setting up something for Havoc, he looks like a total joke. Actually, with two and a half, the match isn't bad. I just, I just think what they're doing with Havoc is really stupid. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I think Havoc is definitely aimless in this uh, first little bit. Um, yeah. I, I went, I went to on it because I kind of felt kind of the same way you did, uh, Sean. Uh, just, I kind of want him to go a different direction with Havoc, but uh, obviously they're trying to play him as a kind of a uh, a little bit of a scapegoat for something uh, in these first few episodes uh, throughout. So You really have to suspend your disbelief with this match. Like, all the shit that Sagrada gets away with, you, like, literally have to just, like, mm. over... I don't know. I just didn't yeah, like No, I, I get I get where you're coming from. Um, but, yeah, it, it, they're obviously uh, playing Havoc a certain way, and I just don't think it kind of gets over at this point. But he'll, he'll, he'll improve, and they'll uh, pick a better direction for him. Uh, in in the short run for sure um but uh after the match there was a uh, prince puma package just your basic kind of going over his history that we've heard about uh pretty much every episode so far telling him what kind of a warrior he is where he comes from all that kind of stuff so 
Um, just kind of your basic Puma package, hyping him up some more. Um, and then our next match is Sexy Star versus Chavo Guerrero. Um, we get a little shoving match at the beginning. Um, some real scumbag offense to start this one by Chavo pulling hair, stomping on Star's face. He even forces a kiss on her at one point. Uh, Star then slaps him and Hurricane Rana's him out of the ring. She then grabs a chair and was about to use it, but the ref gets it away from her. So she kicks the ref in the balls and gets DQ'd. Uh, Pentagon then comes out and steals the chair, seemingly sides with Chavo, only for Phoenix to come make the save and save uh, Sexy Star before uh, they can attack her too much further. But, um, uh, Sean, what do you think of this one between Star and Chavo? So I thought it was pretty cool that they were already put, making a singles match between these these guys already. I mean, this was cool. But, but they didn't really pimp it at the beginning. Like, this is one of their big feuds coming out of, like, the first couple episodes, right? Yeah. Um, and I felt like they could have maybe, you know, hey, you're going to get this match between Star and Chavo, which he didn't. Um, commentary pisses me off again. Striker. <laughs> uh, Chavo, part of a famous family. And I said, no shit, Matt. Like, he says this every time with Chavo. It's like it's only, like, context that. He's got a, he lives in a Guerrero shadow and I just, he drives me nuts. Um, they said Demon is apparently on the mend and is furious. So the bleed Demon, I guess we'll get him back at some point. Um, I like that they, I did like that they play up Mexico coming for Chavo because of what he has done. And because he's from El Paso, he must die because he's not really from Mexico. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Chavo is amazing as the old heel here. Um, sexy me and the ref in the nuts in the chair and then Penta comes in. And then the heels corner star, and then Phoenix comes out, um, and he does a really cool springboard sidekick on Penta, and then the faces take out the heels. This is kind of more angle to match for me, but I really dig the story continuing, and obviously that'll continue in a bigger way on the next episode we'll talk about. Um, but I love this story continuing, but I wish this commentary wasn't. I hate it. Uh, so I didn't even rank this match. I just put NA because it's really more angle than match for me. So Yeah, yeah. The, the match didn't last but a few yeah. moves, really, honestly. So, yeah, I understand. Uh, Scott, what did you think? I know I shit talk Chavo a lot, um, but he was actually pretty good here. As like you said, the scumbag heel, like grabbing her by the hair and throwing her down, like forcing the kiss on her like he's Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, Sexy Star actually hit a nice hurry Karana, and I love how she's so angry that she's like, you know what? Now you're going to have a match. I'm going to beat you down with this chair. Um, and like she actually like, hit the rough, hit, hit the rough in the nuts. Then Pentagon comes down and like takes the chair and like I was like, damn, Pentagon, not you too. And he's about to hit her with the chair, but Phoenix runs in for the save. And I kind of want to see this tag match. Phoenix and Sexy Star versus Pentagon and Chavo. And I was kind of hoping it was going to happen when they went back from commercial. Maybe have Teddy Long run in and do it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Mr. Long does not make it into the temple. Um, that would have been a pretty good spot for sure. But um, uh, I, I would just like to point out that Mr. Shiflet just compared Chavo Guerrero to Ric Flair. Um, I, I with the kissing? <laughs> with the forcing the kiss? It was a mm. jest, but uh, that, yes. that did happen. So. <laughs> it did happen. Uh, that's like uh, early days of crack and roll where uh, I got caught uh, comparing early Paul Jones to Rick uh, Flair, by the way, Shiv. So yeah, just you said Paul Jones was better than Rick Flair. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Let, yep. uh, <laughs> someone here has a three-star like Disco Inferno match. So who? It ain't me. Because he's the goat. <laughs> me, I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm just playing. I do love Disco Inferno, but I don't think I've ever gotten to three stars. So, um, But uh, we will move on from there to our main event. Uh, that's the Boyle Heights street fight between Prince Puma and Big Rick. Uh, we get quick strikes to start by Puma, but a big knee uh, 
to him uh, cuts things off. Uh, Rick then showcases his power, roughing, roughing up and throwing Puma all around the ring. Uh, Puma then gets his boot up on a charge, which uh, draws Cisco and Castro out. Puma then quickly dispatches of them. Uh, Rick then takes him up uh, for a power slam, but Puma reverses it into a tornado DDT and follows that with a dive onto the whole crew and actually lands on his feet in the process. Uh, another distraction by the crew uh, then allows Rick to crush him with a clothesline. Uh, big strike after big strike by Rick uh, keeps Puma grounded. Rick then sets a trash can up between the top and middle rope and uh, throws Puma into it. Uh, Rick then has the crew bring him a chair to sit on while they beat uh, Puma's ass. I thought that was a pretty good spot while he uh, just kind of smokes a cigar and chills. Uh, Puma is able to reverse a back suplex and then takes all of them out, then gets a kendo stick and goes to town on the crew, uh, tries to use it on Rick, but it doesn't phase him. Uh, nails him with a bit, nails him with a big right hand. A ladder is brought in and Puma is rammed into it. Uh, table uh, is then brought out after that. Puma is then hung by his feet of, on the ladder, seemingly for Rick to tee off on him with a t- the kendo stick. Uh, Mundo then dives off of Dario's office behind Rick in the ring and delivers a big kick to Rick and uh, takes out the crew with the ladder. Uh, Mundo then grounds and strikes uh, Rick before grabbing a chair. He then accidentally nails Puma. Uh, The crew then comes out and actually hits the shatter machine on Mundo to kind of take him out. Um, And then a big Uranagi through the table from Big Rick on Puma actually gets Big Rick the win yet again. So Big Rick with two big wins in a row over Mundo and Puma. So, um, Chef, what did you think of this main event on this episode? I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a nice uh, big man, small man match. Uh, I love that Rick can't do anything without Cisco and Cortez, but Puma was able to take him out. That, that, that dive that you said was pretty sick. But, but then big, big Rick just took Puma's head off with the clothes on. Like, it was disgusting. Um, uh, you know, uh, I just I just love the match. Like, it, And then we got, like, our... Um, weapons involved with like the kendo stick like i love when puma was hitting big rick with the kendo stick and rick just caught it like it was nothing (laughs) and i was like holy shit and rick caught uh, the kendo stick and killed puma with a forearm um i love like the hanging the puma by the ladder and big rick was about to tee off and then mundo it would have been awesome if he would have dove right on a big rig but i don't i think rick might have died if that would have happened so like (laughs) did his little parkour thing and it was a nice little save and then we're starting to see the frame of Mundo and Puma because uh, he hits him by accident with a chair. And, like, I even have Shatter Machine. I was proud of myself that I had the Shatter Machine as the correct move here. You know I'm horrible with moves. There you go. With <laughs> move names. And I actually got it right. Um, I went three stars on this. And, like, they're setting Big Rick up to be, like, um, like you know those, like, arcade Super Nintendo games in, like, Double Dragon or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making Big Rick seem like he's, like, one of the big bosses in, in, in this right now. And I'm just loving the presentation, which is shocking because he's Ezekiel Jackson. And I never <laughs> saw anything of him in, in the WWE. But, like, I'm loving the presentation right now of him. Uh, we'll, see, we'll have to see if this continues. But I would three stars. Yeah, 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 they're presenting him super well so far. And I, as much of a parkour genius as uh, Mundo is, I don't think he quite got the distance to uh, make an attack out of that leap. So, yeah, he probably would have killed uh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, like if he Mr. was like, Big need Big him Big in the head, like it would have killed Big Rick. So, <laughs> yeah. like, so, yeah. I get uh, it. 
we, we may see somebody jump off the office and uh, do an attack eventually, but um, uh, yeah, I don't think he quite got the, uh, the the length that he needed on that for uh, for that attack. So, um, but uh, Sean, what do you think? Uh, I love Big Rick as a character. I just think he's you know they just done a really nice job with him setting him up. It's kind of like this big boss heel, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I also find it interesting that Conan never really comes out with Puma, does he? Mm-hmm. Like he's like his handler or whatever, but you never see him come out. Uh, Rick does some savage knees to uh, to Puma's head, and then he does some forearms to the face. Puma does an amazing somersault dive, and he takes out all three. Um, and then Puma ate shit on like a Rick clothesline, and then he gets the shit kicked out of him for a little bit. Um, and yeah, you, we already brought you, uh, already brought up how Rick just kind of sits it out. It's more of a three on one kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, Puma is hung upside down on ladder, and then Mundo comes out. You already brought up the dive from the ceiling, but even if you didn't like make where he wanted to go. It was still kind of an impressive like jump. I mean, it looked really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some sick knees to uh, Cisco, and then um, he takes down Rick. Um, He goes to hit Rick with the chair, but Rick moves and Puma gets clocked. Um, Puma gets clocked, and then Mundo gets taken out. They put Puma through the table, and that's kind of it. So um, listen, I'm digging this storyline. I like Rick's crew. Um, I like Puma and even Mundo. Being in this, it kind of makes sense. You got to see how this plays out, even though we can, I mean, I can shit on Mundo, but he's been a part of this storyline from the beginning. So you kind of got to see it play out. But yeah. again, five episodes in and they're still moving along with the storyline. So I really like how cohesively they're doing this. So I actually went three stars on the match. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, 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 I really enjoyed it as well. Three stars is about where I would land uh, as well. Um, but yeah, I, I I keep calling them the crew. That's what they will eventually be named. But I just don't want to have to say Cisco and Cortez. I know. Uh, I call times. him Castro. Is it Cortez or Castro? Because it keeps changing my typing to Castro. Okay, so it's Cortez, Castro, and then Cisco. Right. Is the other okay, guys. well, I'll stick with Castro. <laughs> um, right. But I, I'm going to just call him the crew. So if you hear me say the crew, that, that that's who I'm talking about. I'll remember that. Okay. Um, but uh, Sean, I'll stick with you. Just overall thoughts on the episode uh, episode five or what do you think of it um i'll be honest i don't think it's as good as the first four episodes um i think there's some good stuff in here there's some mess stuff in here for me there wasn't i want more than i wanted more vignettes like the vignettes we got mixed with the matches was really good this episode was really match heavy and you know one of those matches was sagrada which i wasn't really happy with star chava wasn't really a match it was more of an angle to set up uh something we're going to talk about um here in a minute in the next episode um the, the street fight was good but again it's three stars so i think we had a lot of three and a half four stars in the first few episodes uh so for me if i were to kind of have a rank it i'd probably go a notch down and probably say more of a seven out of ten episode for me versus like the eight and the tens and the ones that were eight and higher i guess so yeah i got you um scott what'd you think Disrespecting myself and Sean Kidd continues with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, but in all seriousness, it was it was a fun episode. Uh, not as much uh, story driven as we had seen in the previous episode with Jake and Jenny on episodes four and five, but we still did some things to push some story along with, um, you know, with the, the darkness being held. Uh, we see in Sexy Star and Chavo with two new people added to the mix and maybe the fracture of Mundo and and Puma finally after Conan's been saying don't trust him. So um very interesting to see where episode six takes us. I'll think yes. it was like six and a half uh out of ten. Okay. Just because okay. when I want the great episodes, I don't want them to be like, Well, I gave this mid episode like an eight. <laughs> Shift, no, I think we're just gonna get the mid episodes from now on. I feel like that's gonna happen. <laughs> That's, how, that's what I, I feel as well. Next episode will be really good because mm. it's going to be 
uh, first ever title match, so that'll be exciting. But uh, we'll move on into episode number six from there. Um, we obviously open with highlights of uh, the crew versus Puma and that whole rivalry, Big Rick and uh, the guys versus Puma and Mundo, all their stuff that's been going on, along with uh, more of Chavo's attacks, just everything that Chavo's done throughout the first five episodes to this point. Um, we then go to Dario's office. He is pouring champagne for he and Big Rick. Uh, says Big Rick officially signed a big money contract with Lucha Underground. Uh, Rick says he wants his signing bonus in cash. Uh, Dario says he's got it and uh, that he brought Mundo in to make an example. And that is uh, no matter how, how much talent you have or the flash, uh, no one is safe in his temple. He says violence is his favorite type of entertainment and that things are about to get much more entertaining. Um, we then go into the temple uh, where Havoc and Ivelisse are in the ring. Ivelisse has a mic and uh, says she's tired of Havoc being disrespected. First, they had him face a woman and then half of a man, and she's sick of it. Says if uh, that's how they are going to be treated, they are leaving this dump behind and taking their talents elsewhere. Havoc then challenges anyone in the back who has the balls to face him, and then the very eccentric uh, Pimpinella Escalarta uh, comes out. Uh, commentary talks about the characters of the past with uh, flamboyant tendencies and mentions the usuals, uh, Gorgeous George, Adrian Street, uh, Adrian Adonis, all those kind of things. And then Stryker randomly puts a snipe in there and mentions the Miz's name when he says something about characters with flamboyant ten tendencies. So I wonder uh, what uh, Stryker's deal is with Miz. But um, yeah, that was a random little snipe in there that I caught. Um, but uh, Sean, what'd you think of Dario and Big Rick's little thing, and then this whole uh, promo before for our first match? Yeah, the Big Rick thing was more to set it up. I mean, just to set up, you know, something else. But I always like the opening stuff, and the big money contract for Rick is good. Uh, <laughs> Eva Lee's uh, cutting a promo and basically saying Havoc's been treated like a joke. She's not wrong. Um, I love that she said we would never would have signed a seven year contract to fight in this dump, or they would be living in Nashville, Schiff. They said they would be living in Nashville and they wouldn't have signed the contract. Did you catch that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't take them. Yeah. Okay. Maybe at least I would. Uh, and then Havoc challenges anyone with balls. And then the, the next time I said that, what the flying fuck is this? Uh, when this guy comes out. So uh, Pimple Popper, right? That's his name. So this guy kind of dressed like between a Spanish, like Adrian Adonis, Adrian Street, and Dalton Castle. And he's dancing to the ring. Um, he does hit a great mid-rope top body press on Eva Lee's. Um, and then Pimpinella, he does some really good chops. Um, he hits the floor hard on, I think, was like a botched dive on Havoc. And then um, he gets I haven't gotten to the match yet. I was just talking about the pre match. Oh, well, then I'll stop. I was going to talk <laughs> about the match. But I'll go, I'll go fuck myself, and you go ahead. No, you could. Um, Scott, what do you think of the uh, – I really match? hate this motherfucker. Let's do this. Rick and Cueto and then the uh, pre-match promo and the – uh, showing of Pimpinella for the first time. I, I like uh, Big Rick signing the contract because it shows that like he was just like a mercenary, and now that like, he's here, he's like, oh, I'm gonna really inflect and do biz bad business, and um, he wants the <laughs> bonus in cash. Yep. Um, and at least says like, you know, Son of Hags made a joke, and I was like, well, homeboy hasn't won, and they signed a seven year contract, which I believe is true because I remember listening to Conan's podcast, and that's. One of the issues they had, they had a seven seven season contract, and that's what caused some issues with Ricochet. I mean Puma getting out of uh, the deal for a little bit because he wanted to leave. 
Um, I don't know why they said they'd rather live in Nashville because Son of Havoc and Belize never come to Impact, um, which I thought yes. was weird. Mm-hmm. But she should have said go down to Orlando or something. Um, but I, I love like the challenge anyone in the back because I thought I was like, oh, we're gonna get Pentagon or something. We get a new character, which I thought was a pretty nice way of introducing a new character. Yeah, I definitely think that's a, a good way of doing it for sure. Um, but now we'll get to the match, Sean. Um, uh, we have Havoc jumping at the bell. Uh, he he attacks Pimpinella before the bell even rings. Uh, Pimpinella then quickly takes over uh, with some big overhand chops. Uh, he eventually climbs to the top rope and uh, does this uh, kind of to the Ricky Stark strut while he has uh, Havoc's arm. Uh, but then he dives onto Evil East instead of diving on Havoc. So I like that little part. Um, Havoc then is able to trip up Pimpinella on a drop down uh, and takes over. Uh, Pimpinella avoids a splash in the corner and then delivers some some more chops uh, before hitting a big arm drag and a senton off, off the apron to the outside. Uh, big drop kicks from the top by Pimpinella. Uh, Havoc avoids a charge and uh, arm drags him into the turnbuckle. Gross landing on a backdrop to the outside. Elbow uh, off the apron by uh, Havoc before mocking uh, the flamboyance of Pimpinella. Uh, Pimpinella obviously hurts his shoulder at some point, so he tries to, he tries his best to trudge on. Uh, Sagrada comes out and uh, runs Ivelisse off, and while uh, they have... Uh, they have them distracted. Uh, Pimpinella rolls up uh, Havoc for a yet another win uh, and another loss for uh, Mr. Havoc. So, um, Sean, now you can tell us your thoughts about the match. Uh, I hate it. Um, <laughs> I hate this Havoc storyline. I hate Pimpinella. And I really hate it at the end. And Pimpinella and the Spanish Willow were dancing together at the end. So I just <laughs> fucking hate this. Uh, yeah, I really fucking hate this whole fucking thing. Uh, I went one and a half stars on the match. I hated it, though. Absolutely fucking hate it. I got you. <laughs> Jeff, what'd you think? Yeah, this wasn't a good match. There was something off. Um, I, I know Pimperello's an Exotico, um, but it just seemed like they didn't have, like, I guess they're trying to use Son of Havoc as, like, he can wrestle anyone. Just put him out there. Um, but, like, it was bad. Like, there was a part where they threw Pimperella into, like, he's, I guess Pimperella's supposed to land on the apron. Missed it completely and fell to the floor. And the sound that was made, I thought Pepperella was dead. Um, then, like, yeah, Masquerita. I guess, like, Son of Havoc's just going to face, like, the... Um, the Misfit Toys. The Misfit Toys, yeah. I was thinking of the name with... Um, oh, the, uh, the Oddities. Yeah, the Oddities. Thank you. Thank you. You were reading my mind on that. Um, I, I got to... I was like, this match sucks, and one and a half, and hopefully, like, they need to figure out a way to show these talents off better than than that uh, bad match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, Pimpinella definitely gets hurt at the end. His, I think the shoulder injury is a shoot. I don't think he was just selling. Uh, so that, that, that definitely led to the end being kind of clunky. But, yeah, the match wasn't very good uh, at all uh, throughout uh, at the same time, I definitely agree with you all. Definitely not a good use of Havoc. Um, so, like we've, like we've all said, hopefully they kind of fix that uh, going forward. And, and it, think, hey, do we have to see this Pippinella guy again? Um, I, I don't want to say no, but I don't think he's very – he's not on a bunch. I'll put it that okay. way. All right, good. Uh, I won't say you'll never see him again, but he may show up in like a six-man or like a big battle royal or something like that going forward. But um, other than that, I don't think he's too prominent. Okay. Um, but we then go backstage uh, to a segment with uh, Johnny Mundo and Dario. 
uh, in a very rundown bathroom. Uh, Mundo holds him up against a bathroom stall, uh, says no matter how many times he senses goons after him, he'll keep coming back. Uh, and every time he does, he'll find Dario and kick his ass. He then says he wants the 100K uh, that he rightfully earned in the first episode. Dario says he can get it to him, uh, but he must let go of him. Uh, Mundo then takes uh, the key uh, off of Dario's neck as insurance. So the key has been stolen by uh, Johnny Mundo here. Um, and I'll just cover the next match and the package that happens afterwards, um, just because the next match is pretty quick. Um, Famous B takes on Mil Muertes. Uh, Mil Muertes absolutely destroys him. It's absolute destruction. A uh, huge spear and a flatliner in things. Uh, and another Sean-sponsored lick of death at the end of the, at the end of the match. So uh, we got that once again. Um, and then after that, we get a package uh, for Drago. A little girl kind of narrates the whole thing, tells us the story of the dragons. Says they eventually uh, needed to adapt uh, as humans to become stronger. Uh, so they inhabit one of the humans, and that has become who Drago is. The little girl then asks us, "Do you fear the man?" Or do you fear the dragon? So a uh, pretty cool package there for uh, to kind of explain uh, Drago's uh, lineage and where he came from and what he is. So, uh, Scott, what did you think of the Dario Mundo thing, the squash, and then Drago? Here we are talking about the key again. And yeah. I love how Mundo takes it, so they're definitely drawing attention to it, which I liked. Uh, the squash, I just went two for just the squash. Um, mm-hmm. Like... Mortis has like a six spear. I love the spear and then the flatliner combo. I thought that was nice. Yep. And uh, I know Sean liked when Katrina licked Famous B after the match. The Drago video, my exact notes, with a creepy-ass kid talking, asking us whatever fear, the man or the dragon, I thought was nice and nice to set up like this person's story. Um, and like Jenny said in the last episode, I, I'm like, I want to know more about the Luchadors. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about the people. I mean, Big Rick. You can bring Big Rick on, but I don't care about Mundo or Casto and Cortez. I, I just want to know about these guys. And luckily, you know, uh, that's where it seems to be going. <laughs> yeah, so far we are uh, fuck these un- unmasked motherfuckers. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, Sean, what would you think of these uh, three little segments? Uh, so I, I, I'm not going to lie. I did like Mundo coming after Cueto while he's tapping his penis after a piss. I thought that was pretty funny. Like he's doing that old <laughs> shake. It, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The squash um, was uh, pretty cool. Uh, Muertes just beats his ass, and he had the gross spear and the fat liner, flat liner. Um, Katrina, look at death. I said, "Shit, I'll lose any day of the week if I could get licked by her." That was my exact <laughs> note there. Um, I didn't rank the match again. Just yeah. another kind of like squash. Um, and then I love the promo narrated by the kid. It was a little creepy. But I liked how the story of the dragons, they were both protectors and destroyers. And that whole narrative, like uh, Schiff brought up, was really, really good. So these uh, vignettes uh, continue to be a highlight of the show. So, Yeah. Uh, I mean, before we go on, y- y'all weren't on for the uh, Muertes package. But um, what did you think of the uh, kind of explanation of where Muertes came from on uh, the previous episode that we talked about? If you remember it. That was the... Uh, the um... The the one where they had the earthquake, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty badass how they made him look, and like I I love like the rock that they have with it, and they explain the significance of the rock. So, um, not the rock, Dwayne Johnson, but the black yeah. rock. Um, but no, I, I 
it made me more interested. I love these little background. I wish we can get more of them for these uh, characters, but it seems like that's what we're doing as the episodes go on and on. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. But I, I, I love that one, and I love the um, the one we, we just saw about uh, about Drago. I thought I thought it was really cool. Like the creepy ass kid talking sort of reminded me of uh, Taker when he came to American Badass. Like he's here type deal. Yes. So it gave me the same vibes, and I was like, "Oh, I kind of, kind of want to see more Drago." <laughs> yeah, I got you, uh, Sean. What did you think of it? No, um, I loved it. I loved his whole backstory and how the earthquake and all. I mean, that was just badass. I love, I love Murphyface. I just, I can't wait to see where the storyline goes. Hopefully, it's a good run, and uh, we continue to get more greatness from him, and uh, even more greatness of licking from Katrina. <laughs> Yeah, that one really stood out on the last one, so I figured I'd ask all about it. No, it's fantastic. But uh, yeah. with, with having that Drago one, I think it kind of uh, tied into that. So, um, but yeah, I'm glad y'all both enjoyed that as well. Um, our next match features Drago. He's taking on King Cuerno in the uh, rematch uh, from a couple episodes ago. Um, we get a, a hot start uh, with a big running drop kick by Cuerno. Uh, once again, with these two, it's just like last time. It's a matchup of Drago's speed versus Cuerno's power. Um, this is where I make the note that a uh, random Asian uh, woman uh, shows up in the crowd, uh, which Vamp slobbers all over on commentary. He really thinks she looks super hot and uh, talks about uh, how beautiful she is and all that kind of stuff. Um, Cuerno then walks around on the outside frustrated, um, which allows Drago to do a plancha to the outside. Uh, Cuerno again does the same stupid thing and gets hit with a corkscrew dive this time. Um, Drago then gets him back in the ring and goes for the same roll-up uh, he won with last time, but he only gets two uh, on, on this occasion. Uh, an Inseguri and a Suicide Dive by Cuerno uh, were pretty cool. Uh, and then Cuerno hits his finisher, which is called the Thrill of the Hunt uh, for the win. Uh, and then Cuerno grabs Drago's head and says, the hunt has just begun. So a uh, little little uh, parting shot from uh, Cuerno there. But uh, Sean, what would you think of this match between these two? Yeah, uh, I, I, the first note I made, obviously, was uh, the Cuerno gear and the uh, deer helmet on his head. Uh, <laughs> the, I, it's kind of cool at the same time because that whole hunter perception like I brought up on uh, an early episode, so I don't mind it too much. Yeah. Um, Matt is on his bullet point bullshit saying this is a journey through the Savage Garden. Um, and man, I fucking hate him on the commentary like so fucking much. Um, uh, Drago... Um, I did have a reference on a banned word from your last episode, so I'm going to, uh, you know, you know what word that is, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Drago on his uh, blankety blank shit and eats a double knee to face for it. Um, I also made it. I call her the Kimono Wanalea of the Lucha Arena. Shows up again and then she leaves. Uh, Drago does a great dive outside and then Aquerno pulls um, pulls the ref down and slides outside and then Drago does another spin dive outside. Um, did I think a commentary at one point striker compared? Did you? I don't know if you heard us. Did he really say galactic acid buildup? Because I really swear to God he said this on commentary. Did you guys I, catch I, that? I, I missed that, but uh, I, I don't. Doubt yeah, I missed that, that as well. Oh my God! Um, then there's this crazy ass arm drag into a submission into a pin attempt by Drago. Uh, I love the diving headbutt to a standing Drago through the ropes. Uh, the thrill of the hunt for three. I was a real fan of the ending because I thought it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, um, it, it just kind of happened. Uh, but I did like the points that you brought up around uh, Cuerno saying this hunt has just begun. Um, I love both these guys a lot. I went three stars. I, I like. I love this. This is good shit. Love it. I got you, uh, Scott. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I thought this match was awesome. Um, 
I liked the um the like Drago hits a nice net breaker on Corno and like Corno like then pushed down the ref and like went outside and Drago just dove right on to him. I, I love this match. Uh both like King Corno, besides the stupid hat, he is just so vicious. Um and like I love that the start of the match also. Sorry, I'm all over the place, but he hit Drago with knees to the chest and it was just sick. Um and like I just loved it. I went three and a quarter. Like the thrill of the hunt, such a badass move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do like the the name is awesome too. Uh, I do like that move a lot as a as a finisher. But yeah, I I I I think Cuerno's kind of purposely methodical because he's you know supposed to be a hunter and all that. So um, he he has his offense kind of down. It's supposed to be a little bit more methodical than a, a usual luchador maybe. Um, but yeah, really good match between those two guys. Um, I think it was definitely a step up from their previous match. Um, but after that, uh, Mundo comes out to the ring. Uh, he says Dario owes him money and is going to give him 10 seconds to come out and give it to him. Uh, he gets Big Rick instead. Uh, Mundo dives out onto him and pounds on him on the ground. Uh, Mundo then grabs the mic again, starts to count once more. Uh, Conan is then out. Uh, he says Mundo should give Puma the money for uh, dragging him into all this uh, with the crew and Big Rick. Uh, says Puma will no longer have his back after the events of last week. Uh, Rick then jumps from behind. Uh, Puma then comes out um, uh, for to help Mundo with Rick, only for them to actually trade blows themselves. Uh, security and referees are out to separate him. Uh, Dario then finally shows up and says that he has uh, Johnny's money. Uh, the money was supposed to be Rick's uh, signing bonus. Uh, but apparently Rick didn't read the fine print and that he would have to earn the signing bonus. Uh, Dario then says uh, we will have a three-way ladder match uh, for the money next week uh, between Puma, Rick, and Mundo. So that'll be our main event for the next episode. Uh, big big three-way ladder match for the, uh, the, the money from the very first episode that has been Rick's, was supposed to be Mundo's, uh, and, you know, Puma kind of earned it too, so... Um, We'll, we'll see who ends up with the big big money. Um, but, Scott, what did you think of this uh, promo before we get into our main event? I love this. This is like the A storyline right now, and I'm just enjoying every part of it. I loved how, like, Conan – like, we just talked about how Conan doesn't come out with Puma. He actually shows up here. You know, he says that that he, Mundo owes the money to Puma, which I kind of agree with. Um, and he actually straight up says Mundo, like, Puma isn't having his back. Um, I love that Big Rick like ran in, then Puma ran in, and like Big Rick got knocked out of the ring, and then Mundo and Puma ran at it, and like Big Rick was just like sitting down chilling again. I, I just loved it. I'm actually really looking forward to the 100k ladder match next week, um, with Puma, Mundo, and Big Rick. Like it's uh, I kind of want Big Rick to win. Like I don't know how his big ass <laughs> is gonna get up on a ladder, but I, I really want him to win. Uh, nice little story, and this seems to be the end, and then we'll see where, where it branches off to after that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sean, are you with us? Yep, I'm here. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, hi- I, I, again, highly agitated that I don't get to be on the show for the three-way ladder match, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this angle's whole, this whole thing is really, really good. Again, we brought up Mundo and how much we don't really give a shit about him, but again, he is an integral part of the storyline. But I love the fact that, you know, Conan's basically saying, hey, you know, it's your fault that Puma got attacked and when Puma's done with you. And then, you know, you get Puma coming in for the save to help Mundo and then both faces take out Rick. And then they look at each other and they start fighting and then the refs come out. 
Um, and I just and they keep going for each other. I think it's really good story they formulated here. And again, I'll say it again. Six episodes in, this storyline is going. It looks like we're heading. I mean, I don't know where this story takes us after the three-way ladder match, but um, yeah, it should be great. And this was built really, really, really good. Um, and Logan, before you go to the next, uh, I also want to make one note because we got a commercial after this. Have you noticed that every episode, at least the ones I've watched, it always seems that the next thing coming on after the episodes is from dusk till dawn. Is that like the only two things they have? Yeah, that was the, that was the TV show that they had. Oh, I was gonna say, is that is that in is that those are the only two things that they play on this uh, LRA network? Because it's the only things I ever see get pinned. Ever. Yeah, it was it was it was the TV show. So okay, um, okay. Well, thank you for explaining that to me. Yeah, it was like it was like Lafem Nikita in the in the nineties with Raw. That that's okay. what came on after it. So I mean, that's what they that's what they hyped. So I mean, I have no problem watching Selma Hayek uh, every after every episode, but still. Yeah, I got you. No, I think it's just kind of what came on after it. So, um, that that's just that, that that's just the kind of programming that they put on after this. So, okay. uh, <laughs> but we will move on to our main event. Uh, it is going to be Sexy Star and Phoenix versus Pentagon and Chavo Guerrero. Uh, we have a heart start to this one. Uh, big springboard dropkick on Chavo by Phoenix. Uh, Pentagon dispatches of Star. Uh, we then get a face-off uh, that we came for, and that's Pentagon and Phoenix. Um, we get another unreal front flip, uh, Hurricane Rana, which, I, I mean, it, it, the actual aerodynamics of it all is just insane to me. He throws them up for a backdrop. He does the full flip, lands on his neck, and then Hurricane Rana's him. It's just un- unreal stuff. Um, Chavo then gets back in and tries to ground Phoenix, but to no avail as he is drilled by a drop kick. Uh, Star then gets tagged in uh, to get some revenge, but is quickly cut off. Uh, Chavo and Penta then trap uh, Star in the corner and wear her down and yank on her hair, obviously with their underhanded tactics. Uh, Chavo then taunts her, and Star gets a big slap and then tags in Phoenix. Uh, He comes in and has Chavo on his heels uh, before nailing him with a big jumping super kick. Uh, Penta then catches Phoenix bouncing off the ropes, allowing Chavo to nail a big clothesline. He and then he and Penta then trap uh, Phoenix and wear and wear him down. Uh, gross power bomb onto onto a bended knee by Penta. I thought that was a really gross spot. Uh, nice height on a big drop kick by Chavo. Uh, Penta and Chavo are bo- both uh, in to double team Phoenix. They whip him across the ring, uh, but he ends up nailing Penta with a springboard cutter, and uh, Chavo gets hit with a big Saguri. Uh, Sexy Star is then tagged in. She really wears out both Penta and Chavo. Uh, Chavo is actually able to take back over on a missed attack in the corner. Uh, Phoenix then tries to save her, uh, but gets a belly-to-belly into the turnbuckles for his trouble. Uh, Sexy then Hurricane Rana's Penta to the outside and nails a spinning dive. Uh, Phoenix then throws Chavo and does an incredible corkscrew backflip onto everyone. Uh, Back in the ring, uh, Star goes for a dive, but Chavo catches her and then slams her on the mat. Uh, goes for a frog splash, but uh, Phoenix actually kicks him off the top rope. Uh, Star then goes for a code red, but only gets about half of the rotation uh, before Phoenix kicks Penta. Uh, and then she finishes off the code red, and that's how the match ends. Uh, or no, that's not how the match ends. Then she finishes off the code red, and then Phoenix hits the super meteora and gets the win for his team. So Phoenix and Sexy Star win our main event here. So, um, Sean, what did you think of this uh, tag match? Wow, man, just uh, by your description of the match, I'm freaking breathing heavily. Uh, uh, <laughs> Phoenix, uh, to start, does an amazing springboard drop kick. Uh, 
as on Chavez sends him outside, and Star gets thrown outside and leaves Phoenix and Penn in the ring. There's this like spot where it's like a flip and catch Rana spot that I literally try to figure out what the fuck they did uh, because I couldn't figure out what the move was, but it looked so impressive and I couldn't wrap my head around it. I don't even know what the words were to put in it. Uh, okay, so as much as I like Chavo's heel work, uh, he basically comes in and does a headlock and I put because he sucks. He is not, he's still not good in the ring, if you ask me. I mean, crowds call him an asshole, but he does some really basic stuff in this match. Um, Stryker says Star asked for this, so there's not a lot of pity for her getting beat up. So I thought that was kind of a dick move by Stryker to say that. <laughs> um, Phoenix on a hot tag is incredible. Um, he also actually bumps for Chavo on a clothesline flip. Uh, at one point, Vampiro co- uh, compares a Chavo uppercut to Dory Funk Jr., and he immediately loses all credibility for me. Um, so we get the comparison of Chavo to Dory Funk Jr. So I, I, anyway. Um, I love, dude, the, um, what was it, the uh, super kick into the Canadian Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was amazing. Um, and then Phoenix up with the dro- dropping knees face the mat uh, on uh, Pentagon. And then Star covering for three, I thought was really good. And then Chavo's on the floor and he backs off. Um, I thought the match started kind of slow for me. And again, Chavo in ring for me is very basic, um, even though I kind of like his heel work. Uh, the other three brought it, but um, yeah, Phoenix by far is the MVP of this match. I went three point three and a quarter stars. Phoenix is fucking great. I love him. Mm-hmm. Scott, what'd you think? Oh, Logan, would you go first? I haven't given mine yet. Oh, okay, sorry. I just want to make sure I didn't like zone out. No. Uh, this match was awesome. I think this is the best match me and Sean have seen by far. Mm, uh, disagree. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I go back and forth. Uh, <laughs> Best match of this batch right here. Um, yes, that I agree. I will say Phoenix hit an awesome missile drop kick to, uh, to Chavo. Uh, and then, like, the Phoenix also hit a great Rana. And I love when Sexy Star and Chavo was in, and Chavo was in control. Uh, and they were, like, it felt real heated, which I really enjoyed with that. Um, Phoenix then hit a dope cutter as well. That dive to the outside... Um, from Phoenix was awesome. And uh, I legit have a note here that says too much is happening. So thank you so much for getting all that information down. And then I have banger of a match and like I put everyone was great. I went three and a half on this. I I really enjoyed this match. It it, it was awesome. Go out of your way to watch this match for people that are listening and uh, paying attention. Mm, Yeah. Everybody should be listening and paying attention. Um, But yeah, no, this match. Yeah. (laughs) I, I got you. Um, no, but this is great. Yeah, three and a half is probably what I would go around uh, as well. Um, yeah, just really good stuff. Phoenix and Penta continue to uh, blow us away uh, as they did in the previous episodes. Um, two just really talented guys. Um, I'm glad that we get to watch their whole evolution throughout this whole thing. So, um, yeah, just a banger main event to uh, kind of end things. But, uh, Scott, what did you think of this episode um, before we get into awards? I like this episode more than I like the other episode, and I believe I went six and a half for the last episode, so I'm going to go seven for this episode. I got you. Uh, Sean, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the same as I did on the last episode. I'm going to go seven because it had the uh, Pimpinella shit, then it just had a squash match. Um, the Drago Cuerno stuff was good. Phoenix, uh, the main event was good. Um, the whole setup of the three-way was good, but it still had kind of like some stuff that I wasn't a big fan of. So I'm going to stick with the initial seven on both. I got you. All right. Um, we'll move straight on into awards from there. Um, best match. Uh, I would go with that last, uh, that main event that we just uh, talked about, but uh, Sean, what about you? Agreed. 
Agreed. All right. Um, best moment, um, Sean. What would you go with on that one? Um, I put anytime Katrina licks a fucker, or <laughs> um, actually the uh, chin music into the destroyer. I thought was pretty badass. I really like that. I got you, uh, Scott. What would you go with? Best moment. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. Um, you know, I don't. I know this isn't, but like Mundo drop, jumping off of the. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the yeah, office. That, yeah, that was my third. That was my third one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a moment. Um, I, I'm gonna go with the dive, the backflip dive that you were talking about that uh, Phoenix did. I thought that was really sick. So, um, really awesome, awesome stuff there. Um, favorite cinematic scene? I'd probably just go with the Drago uh, kind of explanation of his character. Um, Sean, what would you go with on that one? Um, I put Quato taking a piss. Okay. <laughs> that, 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 fucking, that was, that was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Uh, Chef, what would you go with for your favorite cinematic scene? I'm going for the Drago video because like we even had the same note asking us whatever fear the man or the dragon, which I think is a hell of a line. Yeah. Like it's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, that is who, that is the real that is the real answer though. Yeah, yeah. whoever yeah. wrote the script for those little packages for the like the little kids and the uh, like Katrina to read about all the histories and stuff is a fucking genius. Whoever they are. <laughs> um, but Chef, I'll stick with you. Who were your top three uh, guys uh, from this episode or these episodes? Sorry. Uh, I'm gonna go with Drago, King Cuerno, and Phoenix. All right, and who would be your MVP out of those three? Drago. All right, uh, oh, you're 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 fucking insane. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my top three were Phoenix, uh, Drago, and I actually went with Rick. All right, who would you be your MVP out of those? Uh, Phoenix, one hundred percent. Phoenix. Th- there's only one answer. The answer is Phoenix. Shift. <laughs> He's allowed to have his opinion. Right, I okay. know. I hear. Um, I'm going to go with Pimpin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I'd probably go with the same that uh, that uh, Sean said. I'd go with Rick, Phoenix, and Drago. And being the mark that I am, I will once again go with once again go with Phoenix because um, uh, he's just awesome, uh, and he's probably going to win a ton of these uh, um, MVPs of the nights, MVPs of these episodes uh, for for these for me. So he's uh, the date just, we want to take home. He is, mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix is the one that I want to take home the most right now. So uh, maybe it'll change throughout the throughout the time. But uh, as long as he's on, he'll probably be uh, near the top three, if not the one that I, I will take home with me every time. So, um, but uh, that'll end the show uh, for now. Um, but uh, Sean, what you have to plug tonight? Uh, let's see. I'll plug uh, three things. So NWA Crack and Roll uh, on the uh, Place to Be feed, uh, where we are continuing to journey through. Uh, the 80s Crockett era. So you and uh, Schiff both join me on that show. Uh, we kind of intermingle uh, things sometimes, but uh, I think the uh, the last one that dropped, uh, or the one that will be coming up shortly, will be Starcade 86. So the three of us were on that show. Uh, Traders of the Lost Arks over on the pop feed, where uh, Tim, Andy, Schiff, and I go over uh, comics arcs, um, or we pick an arc and we go through it. Uh, the latest one dropped uh, today as of this recording. Uh, where we looked at uh, Andy's picks of Harley's Quinn, Harley Quinn's Little Black Book. Um, and then uh, last but not least, a new show that uh, Schiff and I will be doing together called Territorial. Uh, we'll be dropping on those so at some point. Don't know the exact date when. 
where Schiff and I will go back and look at an individual feud uh, from the territory days, and we will cover that off in one to two episodes and then uh, pick another few to go through. So really looking forward to uh, doing that pod. That's what I got. Yeah, definitely looking forward to hearing that one uh, from you guys. But Schiff, uh, what about you? Yeah, you can find me on YouTube Roulette on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed. That's with Logan Crossland, Matt Souza, Jacob Williams, and sometimes Sean Kidd's Mystery Science Theater 3000, 9000 with us watching uh, wrestling YouTube videos you can also find me um oh sean named them all on um on the pop feed with uh, play while you listen there you go. uh which is my video game podcast i interview new people monthly and go over the month's reviews a uh, month for game video game releases and uh, and as you're listening to this uh sony uh, Rockstar did a quick one on me, and, and we're getting Red Dead Redemption August 17th, so go out and play that for the Switch and the PS4, and it has backward compatibility with the PS5. But um, next month, I'm going to have Sean Kidd on that. I think Sean mentioned all my other podcasts. Everyone check out what we're doing. Logan is legit the backbone, it feels like, of the place to be wrestling feed. The man is podcasting eight days a week, and there's only seven total, so I can't say enough about him. But uh, just check it out. Yeah, 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 thank you for that uh, glowing recommendation. Um, but I'll plug a couple of things. Highway to the Impact Zone is on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed. Uh, we'll go through TNA's history, kind of like we're going through Lucha Underground's history here. Um, that's Jake, uh, Sean, Matt, Lewis, Ben. Uh, whole, that's the whole gang over there. We have some guest guest spots here and there. Scott Scott will pop on uh, every now and then, maybe once a year. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, once uh, a year. On, yeah, here, here on the North South Connection, I have uh, Talking Docs. Uh, with Jennifer Smith and Roger Morset. Um, we just did Waco, um, and we are going to leave cults behind us for now. We're going to go on to uh, nature documentaries. We are starting with uh, Grizzly Man, which I actually watched today. Uh, very, very interesting documentary, um, but we're, we're going to get into that one on our next episode. But, but um, Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight, and we will see you next time we enter the temple.